4: The Black Fat Femme Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Dr. John Paul, LLC. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Black Fat Fem Podcast, where all the intersections of identity are celebrated. I'm John, also known as Dr. John Paul, and I just want to know, when that man is going to jail, you know exactly who I'm talking
2: about. (laughs) Joho,
4: how you doing? The real
2: question is, when are all the men going to jail? Because I can't take it no more. I just can't take it no more. (laughs) Hey fam, what is good? I am Jordan, otherwise known as Joho, or the Michelle to John's Brew. I'm here to tell y'all that you have no reason to be eating them thanksgiving leftovers past the weekend after we are recording this on the monday after thanksgiving if you're still eating leftovers like me we are trash we're trash people we don't belong i literally saw somebody post
4: a picture of a turkey sandwich with some cranberry and i said "Ooh, they're going straight to urgent
2: care They are going straight to urgent care after they eat that sandwich did i have my there's no reason lunch? i sure did was mm-hmm. there a reason no no i didn't know there was no home <laughs> i, I just, love myself i better. <laughs> never yelled at a woman like this before when
4: someone yells at me like this is because love they honey. love me you should not be eating any thanksgiving anything after this past week girl so you're gonna die mm. Mm. Go literally, <laughs> just I can't. I'm over it. Well, anyway, let me go ahead and push
2: past that because I, I want better for you, sis. <laughs> we <laughs> love myself more. Actually, is the less I'm getting from this. I really want. I want more. I want better
4: for you. When I yell at you, it's because I love you. What is? What is she? What was that girl's name when she yelled at you? Be quiet, Tiffany. quiet <laughs> Tiffany. Be quiet, Tiffany. <laughs> she said. Stop. Well, anyway, we. <laughs> a fucking mess. <laughs> well, we don't want to keep the people waiting for our guest today. I first wanted to say thank you to this person because little do you all know that this person was actually our very first guest yes. when we were actually doing the pilot for this show. Um, And we told them, you know, years, years and years later, we were like, one day we're going to get you on the show, girl, when the show gets picked up. And here they are. And so with that being said, I did want to also take the time to say that this is actually the first person I ever seen when I first come out Mm. was living in IE was bopping around and being a thought this was the first person i ever <laughs> saw do drag and this person has inspired me in so many different ways mm. um and with that being said this person just i really just want to give mother her flowers you have seen her on season 10 of drag race yes. and the fifth season of all stars yes. as well as episodes of the try guy lip sync battles and was yes. also in one of my favorite songs and favorite videos juice with lizzo please give yes. it up for the one and only mayhem miller how you doing, sis? wow
5: oh you talking about flowers you just gave me a full bouquet i just oh my gosh really?
2: <laughs> dozens of roses baby
4: oh my god we're gonna give you all the flowers over here <laughs> how you doing you know, i'm
5: blessed i'm happy i'm full uh this past uh thanksgiving was lovely and uh i just yeah i just i just uh, abundance of, of blessings it's been very very good lately
0: Ooh,
2: I love love that for you. Love the abundance. Well, in our weekly ode to to the great Tisha Campbell and her abundant behind, and because you (laughs) were the actual very first person we interviewed together from the pilot episodes, we wanted to ask you, what is something that you were unsure of when you first did it that you are so glad now that you did? I'll start with a little example. For me, it would be going to school in Long Beach. It wasn't actually even on my plan list of schools to apply to. My top schools were mm. UCLA, Chapman, or SDSU. I only applied for Long Beach because of my best friend, Chelsea, was going and encouraged me to apply as well. It was actually my first acceptance. It came in, like, February, which was way early. Like, mm-hmm. most of them sent to, like, April. I was like, oh, this came in quick. I was like, bitch, they want me. They really want me. And, <laughs> and a side note, it's actually a hard school to get into. It's actually one of the, the, the like... very much the, is. Like, um, the, the lowest acceptance rate of a lot of the issues. And it's wild to believe that mm-hmm. if she did not... If Chelsea did not tell me to go and apply, I would literally not be here right now, this moment, with you. So, like... Right. Chelsea, girl, this is this is for you. You you did this. Thank you so much. I'm so glad I applied to the school. And now look at life. Look at God. How about y'all, Mayhem? I'm gonna toss it to you. Then we can toss it to John.
5: Um, I don't know. Okay, so wait. What what what's the question?
2: What? Oh my gosh. Yes. No. 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 Got you. I got you. Got you. So, what is something that you were unsure of when you first did it that you are so (laughs) glad that you did now?
5: I was very unsure (laughs) of you know bottoming i I, but i'm so
2: glad i was like Uh, i I hate you so much i just know it i know it
5: um you know what to be honest i was very unsure about drag i was unsure when Mm. i first started doing drag um i never sought it out to be a career or anything like that i just wanted to go out and be pretty and live my fantasy as a woman and, <laughs> and it just, I'm so happy because I was so nervous and so scared about it. And after I did it, I was very apprehensive of doing it again, but I look back 21 years later or 22 years later now and, and yeah, it's been wow. probably the best decision I've ever made in my life.
2: Mm-hmm. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you. John, how about you,
4: baby? Yeah. I was going to say to that I think you don't realize how impactful i think it's it's so it's interesting because sometimes that one thing that you pick up and you're like oh i don't know what this is going to do but it's freeing in some type of way i mean i know people i talk about you all the time and passing and people oh man it's my favorite drag queen (laughs) for this reason for that reason um you know really thinking about how how amazing and how kind you were in all star Mm. and we're going to talk more about that a little bit later for the listeners but i think. Overall, I think g- genuinely, I think when we talk about your your just being in drag and the kind of drag person you are, I think your impact is there. And so we're also grateful and thankful that you picked up that wig and that your yeah. <laughs>
2: face a little bit for us. <laughs> yeah.
5: Well, thank you. I'm happy that I did too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but 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 John, but how about you though? Like what's that yeah. You? So I think for me, you know,
4: I, I I put it in the notes. I will say that the thing, and, and it, it kind of always comes back to this. I know for me, the one thing that I was really nervous about was this show. So a lot of you, we've talked about the story over and over and over again. But what I'll say is it kind of to offer up a little bit more nuance to the story. When I pitched this show, I was worried that it wouldn't be received well or that anyone would listen. And I think the biggest thing was there were so many different avenues and so many different ways that people were Trying to talk to me about how I should Do the mm-hmm. show that I was like I don't Know if this is actually going to work mm-hmm. and If I'll be able to actually every week come Up with new content that's really Going to keep driving the show mm-hmm. you know Forward and so now turns out 15,000 downloads later uh, the show doing. seems to not only be doing Quite okay yeah. but it also You know I think the other thing you know Seeing the, the, the constant Ads of people that are following it On social and having people sending Emails and I, I just really Really believe that i guess this show for me as much as i was unsure about it when i when i put it out there into the universe i think the bigger piece is that it, it reminded me that sometimes we have to trust and believe in the things Um, or even think about what we're doing, right? Mm. Sometimes we might be doing stuff and we may go, why am I doing this or why am I gonna and we have no idea where it's gonna take us and so I will say that this has really taught me a lot about how to get rid of self-doubt and really thinking about kind of what we talked about in last week's episode, right? Other people's voices being in your head, that voice that may tell you there's no success there, this is not, nothing's gonna happen or come of this getting rid of that and really trying to find your own voice and all of it. So I'm really glad that we did this Um, and Again, thank you, Mayhem, for being our very first person. Cause I know you were like, do what? With who? <laughs> <laughs> I, when well, you asked, asked when you asked, I was like, oh okay, I guess. I'm like, why not? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I and so now I'm you know, so curious because I'm like, what did we even talk about that episode? Right, Joe, really? I don't know either. That was 22 episodes <laughs> ago,
2: <laughs> it's like, and some change. Look okay, at that, it was a long and time. Some it feels change. like that was yes. almost a year oh, ago, God. but here we are, here we are oh, on the God. network. So I'm just grateful
4: <laughs> that you said yes. So, with that being said, we have to take our first break as usual. Um, but it looks like we will we, we start the tree trimming party because it's, it's almost Christmas time so we're gonna do that real quick but when we get back we're gonna get into the first category with uh mayhem miller more in a second
6: i'm katya adler host of the global story over the last 25 years i've covered conflicts in the middle east political and economic crises in europe drug cartels in mexico
4: So this week, we wanted to get into a good conversation with our good Judy about something that I often don't feel like we talk enough about. And I say not enough just specifically on this show, but I think specifically we don't talk enough about in general, the difference between being resilient and being relentless. And Mm. the reason why I wanted to bring this up specifically with you, Mayhem, is because, again, if you check Mayhem's Wikipedia, you'll see that (laughs) Mama Tried Out for Drag Race Every single season since season two. And I want to make sure that I make that very clear. That is eight seasons that mama had to self record Mm -hmm. and had to put on Mm -hmm. a good wig and beat her face and really bring herself to the camera Mm -hmm. in order for her (laughs) to get on. And it, And not to be shady, but I think that there was also kind of this running joke that started happening around drag circles about Mayhem being that girl who constantly, you know, auditioned for the show. And and I think it was done in love, but it also, for me, it spoke to this notion of, like, damn, Mayhem didn't give up on herself, right? Like, Mm -hmm. she literally... Kept going even when people kept telling her no. And I think this happens to a lot of us as Black queer people. We sometimes will hear no, or we'll hear people won't see it for us in whatever way, right? And so I think sometimes people will hit us with, oh, you're so resilient, or someone may hit, you know, mayhem and say, oh, mayhem, you're so resilient. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to talk to you about your definition of relentlessness and how that impacted your journey to drag race. So talk to me Mm -hmm. a little bit about, you know, what made you keep going after you kept getting no. Eight seasons in.
5: It's so funny that you said the running joke in the drag community because we for the longest time said that I was the Susan Lucci of Drag. Like <laughs> I was always the girl that everyone would talk about and know yeah. rightfully so that I should have been there ages ago, but it just never happened for right. me. And um it's crazy to think that the one time that I was not gonna send in a tape was my time that I got on. And it woke. Wow. I, I, this, I tell everyone like I'm a very spiritual person. I'm, I'm a religious person, and the spirit woke me up in the middle of the night one day, and on one night, and said, "I." It, it was two days before the table's due, and I mm-hmm. remember Morgan being like, "Are you gonna send one in?" And I was like, "No, fuck that shit. I'm done." <laughs> and mm-hmm. she's like, "Girl, I think you should do it one more time." I was like, "No, I'm good. I'm good." <laughs> and mm-hmm. then the spirit woke me up at night and and said bitch, put in a tape. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going I'm to go with the Lord. I'm like, let me just do it one more time. And <laughs> you
2: speak, you answer. Mm-hmm.
5: I, I said, look, I said, speak, mm-hmm. Lord. I said, come on, let's do it. So I,
2: speak to
5: me. I, yes, God. I got up mm-hmm. and I, I literally got my cell phone and I made this tape way different than the rest of my other tapes. And I was authentically myself. I was not giving mm-hmm. them. Uh, a character that I would, they would, you would think a reality show would want to see. I wasn't doing all that right. sassing and popping. I wasn't doing all that. You better pick me. I was like, no, 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 no. This is what it is. Here's my story. Boom. And I got a call mm-hmm. the next day.
2: Wow. wow. That's amazing. I was like, like, oh, mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> I was, August- I
5: was like, wait, what? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Obviously it was meant to be. You know, like the stars the stars all aligned and the the Lord the Lord aligned with it. Um yep. I would I, I, I love to ask you as well because you know, now it's been now has been some time since you were last on the Rue stage, and I'm really curious, like, what those experiences being on those two seasons, and, and, and like, and, and you you came back as well to lip sync a, a, a few times as well, I believe, too, right? So like, what mm-hmm. ha, what have those experiences taught you about yourself?
5: She is a lip sync assassin now.
2: Yes, <laughs> yes, God, yes, God. That's I mean, we we've been knew that one. We've been knew
5: that. Well, yes. I mean, everyone already knew that, but honey, I was so happy <laughs> when they called me back for that. I was like, oh, now I actually get to come and shine the way I naturally shine on stage is yes. not about right. show is about what do you actually do? And I was very, very right. thankful that uh, drag race called me back for that. Um, mm. it's, it's crazy to think back on it because now I'm like looking at the time frame and I'm like, God, this has been a few years now of my journey with drag race. And I thought once I got on that, that was it. Season 10 was it. That was my last fucking shot. And I just called it what it was. And then when they called me back for the Christmas special, I was like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. And I think that was the transition, the transition for me that opened up more doors because they were able to see more of me on that. And they were like, okay, wait, yeah. let's, let's, we, there's some more of the mayhem than we thought. Let's just give her one more. And mm-hmm. then they asked me to come and do, um, the movie and then you know it just more opportunities kept coming and each time that i was met with the opportunity i came with everything ready to go like i gave them all of me and and i made sure that not only was i prepared for my opportunity but i also was Mm. i was also gracious and grateful for the opportunity like i did Mm. not show up to set late i did not give them hell like i wasn't difficult like you know, I said mm-hmm. my pleases and I thank yous and I walked into the room and left it the way that I walked in on. You know, I never, I, I just always just did what I was asked of and try to do even more. And I think when you're that type of person, the opportunities will always come. So then All Stars yeah. came. And then, you know, um, they've asked me to be a part of the glam squad for season one and two of Celebrity uh, Drag Race. Mm-hmm, so like, mm-hmm. it's just been a good journey because it's not it has not stopped it has not stopped at all
4: Mm, Mm. yeah i i love that because i think what you're what you're speaking to is this notion of sometimes you having to kind of like recheck in with yourself and i always tell people this and i always tweet this right like my favorite thing to say is manifest but also do the work and i feel like in a way that you've manifested this this Obviously, this following and this love and all of this joy that comes with being, you know, associated with RuPaul's Drag Race. But I also will say that you've done the work, and so mm-hmm. I wanted to kind of fold in this question because I think it's important, mm-hmm. kind of talking about this relentlessness piece of of it. All right, I know I'm. I mean, you know, I should say this. You know that I'm a huge fan of yours. I've always <laughs> talked you up. I've always said Mayhem is up there in in terms of my top three queens. Right. Oh, thank um, you. And I've seen, yeah, you you know that you there's quite a few people that are up there. Latrice, you Latrice, uh, and I have to say the vixen are my three. Oh. alright y'all are my girls.
5: I hate those um, are all good bitches right
3: there. <laughs> yeah, all three are my okay. girls.
4: And and I've seen you grow in so many ways, both personally and then also like professionally. And so I wanted to say mm-hmm. for, for those of you who know mayhem but don't know mayhem, you you think Shangela works her ass off mayhem works (laughs) her ass off, right? (laughs) Mayhem is never not working. And so I wanted to ask, you know, thinking about you being aligned with, you know, a lot of the queens who, what I like to say, are the hardest working queens in the industry, and also knowing that you're Black and queer and, you know, your identities and your intersections in relation to that hard work, Sometimes I'm I'm sure people wonder, where does that tenacity come from? So this tenacity to keep working and maybe what feels like an industry that may not always Mm. see you or want you there. Like what, how does that drive continue to keep going?
5: You know, it's, 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 it's it's that, it's that saying of like, you have to fake it to make it. Yeah. I, I, have always been like, oh no, that's not true. And I honestly, you gotta be your own hype man. You have to yeah, because okay. in a world where all the odds are stacked up against you, especially in black, being gay, queer, you know, femme, you know, just all of the things that everyone says are not okay. You know, you ha- you're mm-hmm. constantly gonna just sit there and doubt yourself because you have just been right. programmed to think that you are not on the level. But for me, I was always like, well, no, I'm my biggest cheerleader and I got to get me to where I want to be. And I can't rely mm-hmm. on anyone handing me out anything and I can't rely on someone giving me uh, a boost. You know, I can't rely on anyone you know, celebrating me. I have to do this on my own. And And for me, it was the big the best thing I could have done was just saying yes to opportunities when they came and being prepared for them and proving to everyone around me that whatever they thought about me was incorrect and was, and they were gonna learn exactly who I was and they were not gonna right. be able to deny me ever again.
4: Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, we're not denying you over here. <laughs> I'm going tell you that right now. Ooh, we all know you as, you, again, you are an assassin. So what more can I say?
2: <laughs> yes that was just such a powerful answer ma'am thank you i would love to zoom out for a moment as well because mm-hmm. you know socially being a drag queen is a political act although arguably it has always been, been a, a political act but, you know mm-hmm. some states like tennessee are actually trying to ban drag performances now mm-hmm. so I would, i'm really i'd love to ask you how do you balance this work of this work being your art and your passion but like also your fight for existence
5: um artists have always had to struggle you know, and that's just what it is. It's always going to be someone coming up against you about what you do and your existence. And for me, I am the art, you know, I'm the living, moving art that is Mm. mayhem. And so Mm. it's not so much Mm. a physical thing that is like, okay, I could throw that away, you know? No, Mm -hmm. you're now coming up against my, my existence and my purpose and my purpose solely. And I know everyone every drag artist is different, but I know my purpose in life that I've been pit here for is to make people happy and to bring joy into other people's lives. And, Mm -hmm. um, no one's going to stop me from doing that. Nobody, you know, Mm -hmm. I I, I I, deny you. Yep. (laughs) No one's going to, I'm going to always do what I need to do because when I, when I bring happiness and joy to others, it brings me to a different place and it brings me higher. And, and I, it's just, um, it's sad to see that people are threatened by the existence of drag. But um, I understand people fear what they don't know. And Mm -hmm. it's our jobs as Mm -hmm. artists to be activists as well and to be teachers and to let people know, you know, who you are and what you're about and that they don't Mm -hmm. have anything to fear. Don't, you know, it's just, it's it that's all it is. It's fear. And I, I I know how to conquer fear because I've been fearful mm. myself. And the thing is, you, the only way you can get through it mm. is, is if you get to face it head on and get to understand what it is. So mm. I'm not I'm not um I'm not hopeless about the situation. Um I just think that uh if the right people start speaking and speaking clearly people will hear and receive it better.
4: Yeah. I love that. And I think that's Mm -hmm. so powerful because I think that it's important for us to recognize that a lot of, I, I always say this in so many different iterations, but I always like to say, you know, we know Marsha P. Johnson was, you know, a drag performer. We know that a lot of A lot of who we are as queer people and our queer history comes out of the drag scene, whether it be from the houses or whether it be voguing or whatever the Mm -hmm. case may be. But I think a big piece of who we are comes from that that relentlessness and that that how do I say this? Folks were not we, we would not be able to be who we are if those folks didn't remove their fear to be who they were. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and our ancestors in a lot of different ways were dealing with way more things than we're dealing with. Right. We're dealing with yeah. bands and we're dealing with all these different things. But when you have guns, water hoses, all of these other things up in your face. Right. I think that's something that we have to reflect on reflect on to remind ourselves that being fearless is something that's built into our DNA because our ancestors have always been fearless. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I always like to, you know, before we get into any more questions, I do just want to say thank you mayhem for putting yourself out there day in and day out. Again, I see you, at the clubs. I see you flying. I see you going places. And as somebody who's constantly on a plane myself, I know you're going to places and spaces where you're not always safe or always protected. No, right? no not uh, at all, right. which is crazy.
5: No. And even my mom, she's always like, let yeah. me know when you land. Let me know when you get to where you're yeah. at. You know, They're always on me mm-hmm. about that. And I always forget that I live through a lens of me being working in my spaces and always feeling safe but they're looking mm-hmm. in a lens of seeing the world in a different way than I do. And they're like, no, not yeah. everyone is going to be okay with who you are and you being alone on the road or being alone, you know, anywhere, you know, it's not safe, you know, cause there are some yeah. crazy people out there right now who are,
3: mm-hmm. who are
5: really trying to get their point across by, you know, causing fear and, and doing all mm-hmm. the things that they need to do to make sure that they're heard. And whether mm-hmm. that means they want to shoot and kill or, or, maim and harm like mm. they're out there and i have yeah. to be very mindful of where i'm at and my surroundings all the time so i always encourage the girls be safe and keep your eyes open where you're at because you never know it's scary mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> it is no it really is and i see it and i think kind of to you know your point i wanted to kind of ask this question and i know that i i, I didn't really want this to turn into like 21 questions with mayhem miller <laughs> but i think it's that- <laughs> But I really think it's important because I think, you know, we see everything. And this is the reason why I wanted you to be on our show, because I think there's so many people who see Drag Race. They see you in front of RuPaul. They see you in front of Michelle. They see the laughs and the kikis on the show. But me being not only a, a friend of yours on social media, but also knowing that, you know, a lot of the same people I know. You know, we talk about it, right? And Mm -hmm. I remember seeing, I remember specifically, I think this was probably about a year or two ago, I remember someone on Instagram coming after you, and I remember there being this whole thing about you being targeted. Um, I think it was right after you did um, All Stars 5, Mm -hmm. where people were coming after you on social, and you talking about, you know, i hate using the word crazy but it's the only way to really talk about it right Mm -hmm. the craziness of people and the way that they treat you and so i wanted to ask you know you've been very vocal and very forward about the shade and the nastiness of the internet and the ways that black queens specifically are treated outside of rupaul's drag race Mm -hmm. i guess i wanted to ask what has your journey and the drama you've encountered taught you about how amazing and strong you are. I think that's the one thing that I think sometimes people remiss is that there is this element of tenacity that you have to carry. And I would love to know what all of that has done for you in, in regards to mm. not just mayhem Miller, but you as Mayhem Miller, if that makes sense.
5: No. Oh my gosh, thank you so much. Um, like it's it's crazy because that like, you people want you to talk about the negative aspect of it all, mm-hmm. but forget to like you say realize that you know you're championing over that like there's power mm-hmm. still in that and I think that's probably one of the things that I always have to focus on throughout the negativity there's always going to be someone that's hating there's always going to be a naysayer there's always going to yeah. be mm-hmm. some nastiness that the internet is going to throw at you and I had to learn um I had to learn ways of navigating through that but also experiencing it because I think it's made me mm. a stronger person because I don't mm. allow the words of, of strangers to bother me anymore. Before it did, mm. because as a drag queen, mm. as an entertainer, you want to have the validation that you're seeking as an artist. You want to know that what yeah. you're doing is being seen and loved and well-received. But like I said earlier, when I was speaking to it, it's, this is not a painting. This is not a song. I am the art. So when people attack the art, they're attacking you. And I think that's what people don't see and realize that this is not something that you're looking at. No, this is something that I have to feel, I have to experience, I have to carry that weight. So it does get heavy, but I then had to look at it in a different lens and say, okay, this one person or this few handfuls of people do not speak for the masses. I know who I am. I know my truth. I know what I, what my worth is. And all I can do is either focus on the positive, um, the positive receptions that I'm getting and the positive feedback that I'm getting from fans, or I could focus on the negative. And then once, and then a lot of people forget as well, when you are responding to the negativity uh, publicly, it, it looks bad still, Like, but, mm-hmm. but it, it, mm-hmm. it looks bad on your end because <laughs> yeah. it's like, well, now you're negating all the good that people said to you and you're focusing and giving this person spotlight for the bullshit that they said. And I'm like, do, and I had to tell myself, <laughs> do you really believe that person? And I had to sit back and be like, no, bitch, I don't believe what they said. So why are you <laughs> giving that energy? No, fuck that. Take all the positive affirmations that everyone did give you and use that as fuel to continue to do what you're doing because for me i'm mm-hmm. like wow these all these people are saying all these nice things There, there's there's 70 comments telling me that i'm beautiful and oh i'm this and i'm that okay okay i'm doing it they and,
4: can't even get on a drag race stage uh, uh, how you hating uh, how you hating outside the uh, club when you can't even uh, get in uh, <laughs> i have to flip
5: it i had to flip it you have to change yes. the narrative you have to Cause sometimes your mind will run with you and then you start believing yes. the negative stuff that's going on and it's like, no bitch, I so am not real. who you say I am. I am who I say I am. And, and I'm gonna keep mm-hmm. it that way. And I'm gonna take that power away from you and utilize the block, <laughs> utilize. Yes, oh, that's why it's
3: there. That's why it's there. Utilize yes. the block
5: button. Um, one of the other things I did to take back my power was I moved my social media to private for a long time. And I was like, Mm -hmm. you know what? I'm going to make my content exclusive for the people who actually do love what I do. And we're not going to have that negative uh, uh, conversations anymore. You know, we're not going to give that space for those people to come in here and take away our joy. Fuck that shit. So once I did that, that really changed everything for me. And it changed a lot of things for a lot of other entertainers because a lot of the drag race uh, uh, girls were just like, "Wow, that was a big move. Like, n- no one would normally do that because we need our social media." Yeah, and I was like, "Fuck that! I'm taking the power back. I don't care about the numbers. I do not care. I care about my peace of mind. And then mm. I ain't gonna let nobody take that from me." Once I did that, it changed it. That. It changed it all, and and other girls followed suit. So, you I know, was like,
2: I really. I really love that answer, Mayhem. Sorry, sorry. No, no, I no, move. no. <laughs> oh, thank you, thank you. I love that answer because you know we we're t- talking about like your like your resilience and your tenacity and like when you are resilient in a public eye, I often have the question of I often have this question of well, like like Mayhem Mayhem or anybody doesn't actually owe you the resilience. Like you don't owe anybody right. your resilience in a public way. So I love love that you are depowering the people who are trying to attack you and re-empowering yourself by saying, I actually don't owe you my energy whatsoever. I'm going to just go private and call that a good day. I'm going to put that block up. I'm going to put that private thing up and just, and just, and, and just like do my thing. So I think that's such a power, like a, such a powerful answer, such a powerful tool to, to remind yourself that you actually have so much more power than you get, than, than people give you credit for, and that you have more power than people do you have more power over yourself than people I have over you. So I appreciate that so so much and just if going along the lines of lessons that you had that you have for yourself, um, because and this is the, the last last question I want to ask you. You know I know you and John have been friends for so long since John has saw you yeah, step on yeah. step up step up onto that onto that stage since early two thousands, which I'm like wow y'all was out here really doing. I <laughs> when I when I was still you know a child, but a baby, I like, a child. God. baby, oh my God. truly a baby. Oh so <laughs> yeah, no! I was to make you feel old, but no. Mayhem uh, knew <laughs> me when
4: I was rocking the Mazda Protege, <laughs> child. Nothing, nothing, nothing. style. yeah, baby, <laughs> <loved> that 1991 <laughs> my, <laughs> Mazda Protege. I was dipping and oh, doing it. I was like, at the yeah. VIP. <laughs> Yes, God. Like, yes, the, VIP. you was VIP.
2: out here. rolling you was out performing when my mom still drove her Pontiac. That was a long time ago. Mayhem, I do not ask you, what you know, a la Rue, what would you tell Mayhem Miller, just some advice, what would you tell Mayhem Miller, who was just stepping onto that stage at VIP, back oh. in the early
5: 2000s? Oh, fuck.
2: Shade. Oh, you're, you're making me cry. Oh, my God,
5: no. Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. Um, I would tell Baby Mayhem, um, I would tell her to not stop. Don't allow anyone mm. to make you feel less than what you are. And to um to know that it definitely is going to get way better. <laughs>
0: okay. It's going to get
5: way better. I, it is not going to always be uh, in the dumps. Mm-hmm. It's, it's going to get good and it's going to get better and it's going to keep getting better. And um, you're going to inspire many with your story. So just keep being you.
2: Ooh, yes, ma'am. Don't stop, can't stop, won't stop, get guap. And with that being <laughs> said, y'all, speaking of guap, we got to pay yes. some bills. We can pay this queen. So when we get back, we're we going to continue kicking with our graduate Mayhem Warna Sec.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast
1: is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God.
2: Welcome back, family. We have not done this segment in quite some time, so we gonna get to it today. It's time for yes. a go-love-yourself moment. So as we gather here today to talk about embracing our tenacity, audacity, and nerve, I want to ask y'all maybe what's a moment you can remember that you want to forgive yourself for not having that tenacity, audacity, and nerve? For me, mm. I'll kick off just to be vulnerable in this moment. I would say when it comes to dating, Sitting is the one thing that I have very little confidence for because my body just exists in a social space that is seldom touched or celebrated, and it's mm-hmm. hard to like feel desirable sometimes. And it's a weird it's a weird space because I'm so confident in myself and like love myself in every like every other avenue. When it comes to this space, I'm always like ooh, like it's it's hard for me to, to 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 feel courageous. And so I have been letting that chip away at my audaciousness and my audacity and my tenacity and my nerve. But I don't like that. I don't like that no more. So I'm gonna change that for myself. I don't like these. I don't, I don't like these. Because I, don't like, I these. like I deserve to feel like my sexiest self, and I deserve to be sexed up. And I'm gonna change that. I don't know how I'm gonna do that in, in a pandemic because COVID's still real. But I'm gonna do it some way somehow.
0: <laughs>
2: oh my god, you sound like me. <laughs> and monkeypox, cow. Um, People, Listen, girl, She allowed she, she, creep, she got her double dose, okay? I, girl, I, I know fear that less currently, but knock on wood the die as well. <laughs> <laughs> Mayhem, how about you, Boo?
5: I, you know what? I have to piggyback on that because I am the same way. Like, mm. everything in my life is great except for my love life. And mm. I get really down on myself when it comes to dating because it's so difficult. And I'm so in, I'm insecure with it. I it like I just mm. I am so secure on stage. You give me a microphone. I can command a room. I can make mm. a whole building of people fall in love with me. But you pit me on a date one-on-one, I want to run for the door. <laughs> and mm. I I I just that's one of my my struggles It's one of my most insecure things that um for someone who seems like they have it together, that's the one thing that I cannot master
2: <laughs> mm. Mm. no that it's so interesting interesting to hear you said that, that, that you, you want to run you want to run for the door because like i i would say that i yeah i in my in my experience i like i feel like when, when i go on dates i'm like i know my full package but you don't know my full package and you'll like never learn that i'm a full package and i'm and I'm, I'm just like i don't know like like i'm stuck in this process of how do i Convention before package, but also I want to convince you because I just already am, and so <laughs> like, you know I'm I'm like, like do I need to just
5: give you the link to my Wikipedia? Like part, yes,
2: <laughs> yes, yes. Like,
5: they describe <laughs> me very well. Like I look good Ma'am. on I, I Okay,
2: <laughs> I'm going to encourage you on your next date that when you when you would tell yourself run run for the hills, girl, be like, you no, know what? I have a Wikipedia page. That they can do who I am. If they don't have Nothing. that, they shit. It's okay. It's okay.
5: <laughs> you know what? The, I I I do. I used to hate when people would say this, but they would say that you're very intimidating, and I'm like, oh, girl, get the fuck out of here. I'm Ugh. not intimidating. I'm so nice. But the thing is, strong people who have a presence, mm. people are are terrified of that. They're very baby. terrified of it. So fair, yeah. Especially when you're a person of color. That fucking scares them. Mm-hmm. And I don't like, know how why. How dare you love yourself
2: so much? How dare you be so confident in this fucking world? So true. How dare you? We've so talked true. about
4: it before, go- baby. Mm-hmm. But we have said it in so many, again, so many iterations. But I think the, you, you both are speaking to something that's very true. A lot of people in this world they thrive off of you making yourself small. And so when you mm-hmm. show up big, they don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to handle okay. it. And I think that's the thing. And it's not to even say, you know, that it's about you. Both of you are really talking about the work that, I feel like, and and, and again, we may wanna bring you back mayhem to have this conversation, but I think for queer people, specifically queer black people, right? Um, there's a lot of stuff that we have to navigate and that we have to deal with as we think about who we are, and navigating relationships, and and a lot of them, when they see that you had you've gone through and you cleaned up your closet and your mess, they lo- oh that room is clean. Hmm. Mm. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't. Mm. I don't really want to do the work today. I'm like, I you know. Space and so for you,
2: look. Right. Right. <laughs> I got And a lot of Kevin them, something. they can't you can handle just it. Come. Yeah. That's it. Mm-mm. That's it. Mm-mm. A lot of them can't handle it. Some people mm-hmm. just feel comfortable It's hard being in their so mess. intimidating and powerful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, very yeah. much. <laughs> but anyway, anyways, but John, how, you know, how, I'm, I'm curious to ask you. How about you? What's something that you? Yeah, think you, think know, to ask you for?
4: thank you. I, I, I love that you two are talking about self love, and I had this whole blip about what I was going to get into. Um, and I fig- figured, in a way, you know, obviously everyone knows that I am married, so it is very hard for me to kind of get into the conversation about like my love life and things of that nature because. Honestly, I don't say this to to be, you know, I can't relate, right? Like obviously, I you are loved, you are loved, and that's yeah, and I'm loved. I get it, but I think even with being loved, I think forgiving myself for how hard I am on myself about where i am in my own career and i think that's for me so while you all are talking Mm -hmm. about oh my career is good and i got a home and everything is great for me it's my love life is fantastic i love me and my partner are great and it looks like on paper that my my career is great but i do beat myself up a lot about where i am where i'm wanting to go you know who i'm doing what for Mm -hmm. um the fact that I'm not verified in certain spaces or that certain brands haven't reached out to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I had someone recently just asked me, they were like, wow, like it seems like you're so well settled in. Like, why aren't you working full time somewhere? Someone had asked me that and I was just like, honestly, I don't know. I, I I don't know why a company wouldn't look at me and say, hey, we need to recruit Dr. John Paul. They are amazing. Mm. They are smart. They have everything that we need for our company to be right. And, and it hasn't happened. And so, you know, I constantly just keep praying that one day, you know, I'll fall right where I need to be. But I think being hard on myself, it's hard to... So I'll say this. It's hard to not be hard on myself about that when you feel... And, and this is something I've been having to ask myself a lot. Who am I outside of my career? Mm-hmm. that that's something that I've really been having to do um a lot <sighs> because so much of the safety and and the secureness and the confidence I've built up in me has been around my education and around this podcast and the shows that i've been on and what how many people i've written for so it's not who who, so i'm constantly having to ask myself who is john Mm -hmm. without all of the monikers Mm -hmm. and i think for me it can be very hard to not be hard on myself when some of the monikers don't lead to like bigger or as yeah Mm -hmm. it all that to say, mm-hmm. I think that's something that I'm really working on, trying to be nicer to myself about, and just be like, "Girl, you're doing the best that you can with what you got." Well, you're doing so, great,
5: so yeah, <laughs>
2: okay. you're, I mean, you're doing you're, you're doing amazing. So, but mm-hmm. I mean, but that's yeah. a, like like Mayhem and I can tell you that in, in, until we turn blue, it doesn't really matter if, if if you weren't feeling yourself. So, I hope that you can right for that. Mm-hmm. Because-
4: And I am. I'm working on giving myself more space in that regards. And I think the other thing is, is having folks like you, Joho, every week as we're coming into the show, you know, you reiterating, we're doing okay. You know, us looking at the numbers and us looking at all of the ways things are moving. You know, we are all where we are supposed to be. And Mm -hmm. it can be hard to accept that, right? When you're told Mm -hmm. that you should be further. But I know a lot of that comes from, and I don't know if you two feel this way, but I know talking more about this you know when we talk about the perfectionism that's placed on us as black queer people we're constantly having to be perfect even when we don't know what we're doing and i think that's Ooh. where a big part of it comes from is that this world has made it that we have to be we, we literally have to show up being the best all the time oh. even when we don't have the resources okay i want to
2: have two. two, two even like that That can be a full full show in itself i think about that so much because how many times are we like hired for things that we that we actually have no business like we like we're not experts like we don't claim to be experts on that we're hired for these things and it's like you don't Mm -hmm. want to hire us for actual expertise you want to hire us to look cute for something and then and then we're not we don't have a roadmap to do it and then you're like why, like why aren't you so skinny girl why aren't you giving the job i actually wanted to get like it doesn't right right ooh, yeah so yeah ah, i got that yeah I got or that.
4: D- don't want to give us the resources to do well yeah. in general and or then basically learn learn say well us. why are you like, poor or why are you yeah they're all of these things it's so I say yeah. all that to say i'm just giving myself more space to say baby you don't have to be perfect all Mm-mm, the time mm, mm. no nope, it's all right to just all. Be who you are yeah all right y'all well like like everything like, like every show we have to take another break <laughs> uh, but when we come back well, as as it stands mayhem is being called for her last fitting so we are ha- yeah. we gonna go ahead and let her go real quick <laughs> but when we all return uh we're gonna get into our yes ma'ams and our no man pams for this uh for this week we'll be back in a second
0: from bbc radio 4 britain's biggest paranormal podcast
2: Okay, y'all, we are back with our f- ever favorite segment, Yes, ma'am, uh-huh. and No, ma'am, Pam, where we give people a pot of gold or a bucket of gold. My <laughs> Yes, ma'am, today. <laughs> <laughs> my Yes, no, I'm trying to get a page from your book, John, have some cute little witty part with it. My Yes, ma'am, I today. Love Thank I love it. I love it. Thank you. She's trying. She's striving. She's thriving. Yes, I love uh, to see My Yes, ma'am, today is Tirianna's to Savage X Fenty Volume 4, because it just came out, I think, last week or a week and a half ago. And because Yay. the BFFs Yay. in this show are it, like, the amount of black fat bodies is just everything, dancing, gyrating, thriving around, like, looking fine as fuck in this, in, in, in this lingerie, in this insert, lingerie. In, 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 insert sateen thing. It's just looking so good. Mm-hmm. And our girl, Dexter Mayfield, leading the pack, ugh. I live, Dexter, if you ever hear this show, please be, I guess, Dexter. Please be, I guess. I love you so much. I love you so, so Aww. much. <laughs> <sighs> um, My no man Pam. My no man Pam today, honestly, it's basic. It's simple. It's just to water. Because minutes before we hopped on this, the, the, this, this recording, y'all, I still maybe... Maybe four ounces of water on my desk, and she's just everywhere. She made a floor puddle, a desk wave, a paper storm with all that itty bitty body. And I just, I just don't understand why you're so nourishing but so evil, like water. I don't know. Like I know how I how I spilled. I don't know how I spilled you. Why you were why, How you got from my desk to the carpet to the wall across the street? Like, it don't make no, make not have a sense. But here you are, bitch, splashing everywhere. So it's to water. I love you, girl. You're my favorite thing in the world. I drink you every fucking day. I drink you hundred ounces a day, but I just can't do with it. So that's my. No, ma'am, pam. To water. I can't. De agua. Mayhem, mayhem. Do you have this? <laughs> Sorry.
0: We're both in the same time. Mayhem. mayhem.
2: <laughs> oh
0: shit, yes.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um,
5: my yes, ma'am for today is um the fact that uh 90 Day Fiance is on, and I cannot wait to <laughs> dive in deeper. Triggered. I, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I see you me. have no idea how much I love this show, Please, and I need to get on me. it. So, if there's <laughs> any, any single men listening from a different country that is looking for a beautiful chocolate Pakistan. woman, yeah, <laughs> I, I am her. I will get you a green card. Let's do this so we can get on yeah. the damn show. Mm-hmm, um, my, no, mm-hmm. my no ma'am Pam would be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, the lady that gave me my pedicure today. She, um, oh she, no, she she didn't really do it with the way that she needed to, and I didn't want to. I didn't <laughs> have. I didn't have it in my heart to break her heart and be like, "Bitch, scrub harder, and scrub." Yeah, Come on, man. now. Yeah. We are in a recession, <laughs> and every dollar I, I have, I need to be to keeping. This. But I'm trying to treat myself, <laughs> and you over here just letting these calluses build up, and I cannot. No. Trade does not like mm-hmm. rough feet, and I can't have that. Mm-hmm.
2: Giving you a twenty dollar experience I've, for, for, for four dollars, no, four dollar penny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can have we can have a whole segment about. Hollering. We should do what we should do hot takes or like whole segment about our worst Manny petty experiences because I got some stories as well. Oh my oh gosh. Oh my
5: god! I have stories and pictures, mm. some videos. <laughs> I, I promise you, I, my best one is with detox, and we were getting our feet done, and the roaches in the the salon <sighs> were all over the place. Wait,
1: what? Yes. No, <laughs>
2: roaches? Kid
5: you oh. not? There were roaches Hell climbing no. the walls. I have video. Mm-mm,
2: I have pictures. Sorry, somebody else doing it. <laughs> nope, girl, you can mm-mm. stop. Stop it right there. I'm out. I don't care
4: if uh, I have one girl, nail on my finger. I'm out. We got it done. We got it done. we <laughs> would have got up a... there
5: feeling filthy, girl.
4: <laughs> girl, no, ma'am, <laughs> that no, that ma'am. Is... Hell
2: <laughs> I'll do bugs. Is that bitches that crawl? Not my journey. No. Nope. <laughs> Mm -mm. john how about you how about you
4: John? all right so this week some of my i always feel like mine are so damn long um this week for my yes ma'am i wanted to actually do this last week but we didn't get a chance to really do it um because we were just i feel like we were kind of all over the place and then we also had like our emotions were kind of revved Mm -hmm. up a little bit in regards to the second second segment so I wanted to make sure that I kind of balanced it out. So this week, what I wanted to do is I wanted to actually spend time with my yes ma'am and saying yes ma'am to anyone and everyone um, who basically stopped the shooter at Club Q a couple Mm, of weeks ago. Um, There were a lot of individuals who put their lives on the line. Some of them have been very vocal all over the place talking about what the experience was like for them and really just thinking about how often um, or how in that moment they they were willing to put themselves up in front of other queer people to make sure that no other Oof. people were harmed. So I wanted to say all that to say that the bigger yes ma'am that I'm talking about is to anyone and everyone who is who is doing what they can, whether it be online, offline, in offices, you name it, to make sure that queer people continue to be safe. Um, I know it can sometimes be hard to be on the receiving end of the the backlash that comes, you know, because people are awful, right? When you stand up for what's right, a lot of people are awful. But I know that there are people that are specifically saying, I heard someone in my office say this, or I saw my boss do this, or I heard of somebody Mm -hmm. in my family say this really terrible thing, and I wanted to make sure that they knew that I wasn't going to stand for it. So Mm -hmm. I just wanted to say, yes, ma'am. Um, there are queer people out there who see it. And I wanted to say thank you to those who are jumping in front of us to make sure that we can be safe daily in whatever capacity that we can be. Mm. Um, so that's kind of my yes, ma'am, just basically putting it out there for the allies who are really actually accomplices and are doing the work. Thank you. I wanna just want you to know that I see you and that I appreciate you. Now, my no man, Pam, um, <laughs> I wrote that this um, might take away any chance that I might have for a partnership with this company. But hell, they ain't checking for me anyway, so fuck it. I wanted to say how disappointed I am with TikTok and the way that they handled the situation with my friend Madison. So Mm -hmm. I don't know if any of you know, but Madison Butler, she has a huge, when I say huge, a huge following on LinkedIn for a lot of the DE&I stuff that she does. She Mm. does a lot of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging work Mm. within a lot of different spaces. Um, But Madison Butler noted, earlier last week that basically TikTok locked her out of her account and then suspended her oh. account when she started making TikToks about the ways that white women or white people were jumping into her box and saying some really outlandish things to her. When I tell you some of the stuff that she talks about it really kind of blows my mind cuz mm. I think I have it bad. She has it bad. Mm. Um well, yeah, they locked her out of her account. Um, and 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 basically, she's been dealing with all of this stuff for a very long time. Um, and all of this to say that how it started was there was a Karen, a woman I'm sure who was in my inbox recently. If you follow me on social, you'll see that I put her information up there. She went back and complained to TikTok, and that's why her account got suspended. Um, and while today, actually today, I know by the time you all listen to this, it'll be about a week that th- this has happened, right? Right. Um, That she basically got her TikTok back. I I just wanted to say that I think it's terrible optics that you profit Mm. so much off of black users. You profit off of our culture. You profit off of queer black people Mm -hmm. constantly. We are, I feel like in my heart of hearts and people may say I'm wrong. But I'm right. Um, we are what keep that app alive. Yes. A lot of Black queer people, specifically, are what keep that app alive. Um, but as soon as they start using it to speak truth to power, you want to silence them. And I'm not just specifically talking about TikTok. I know that there mm. are other places out there, and I, I'm 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 not scared to name them. YouTube has done it. Even Twitter, to some extent, I'm seeing people starting to get suspended on Twitter for calling Mm out um, that Musk man, that musty man about all of the stuff he's saying and he's doing. (laughs) Um, So all that to say, we know that we are targeted and treated like shit on these apps and you do nothing to protect us. But because our culture and our livelihood keep us with money in your pockets, you don't do anything to protect us. So I just wanted to say a big fuck you for that, um, period. That's really all I have to say. Um, and if anybody at TikTok wants to pull me into a room for us to have a conversation with the check behind it about okay. how they can do better, yes, my email will, can be found, um, you know. If you email us here at the pod, you can find me <laughs> or Joho and we'll come together. Be, yes, we to will come together.
2: Life. Two checks you better have behind you, then baby. Okay? Listen, listen. Two checks. I know you and, have the money and verified check marks on our names. Okay, I know you have it. Okay. I want okay. to you get,
3: you get have a check it. too. So,
5: um, yeah. <laughs> fuck <laughs> it. Bring make it. Three, I'm three, of three of us. to three of us. She'll,
2: she'll twirl for us afterwards. Yeah, she'll twirl for us afterwards. It's perfect. All three of us is coming down
4: to the TikTok. Yes. Um. So make sure that you have that bread right. But I just wanted to go ahead and say that that i think it's really fucked up that specifically black women continue to be targeted on all of these apps Mm -hmm. and none of these people are doing anything to protect them other than suspending them when they are naming the ways that they are um, targeted so i just wanted to say that All right. well with that being said, um, we have reached the end of this episode. Please send us your thoughts, your feedback, and your email to blackfatfemmpod at gmail.com. You can also send us your thoughts via social media by interacting with our post on Instagram and Twitter by using the handle at blackfatfempod. Joho, tell the dolls where they can find you.
2: Lovers, this week you can find me stalking Big Fig Mattress for a partnership because my back is hurt from my lumpy-ass bed (laughs) and the bitch is broke and I would love a brand deal with them, with them beautiful, medium-firm, fat friendly angel beds by big fig and if y'all can't find me <laughs> mm-hmm. there you will find me on social medias at jeho daniels begging somebody to give me a bed so i can fucking sit. <laughs> help a bitch out okay thank you <laughs> not me having to tag them in this I'm, week's I'm, promo listen, let me just tag i'm them. taking a partnership however i can baby okay go where you glow someone give me a, a Hello, don't yes. get
4: bed oh
5: please yes honey
4: Look, honey, and they also don't sleep well. Mayhem, no. where ho- where where can folks find you?
5: You can always find me in dark alleys behind a nightclub looking for love. No, looking <laughs> for love. At
2: least, looking at least, to
5: be well lit,
2: baby, not the dark alley. <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, you can find me at the only mayhem on all social media platforms.
4: Oh, I love that journey. All right. And as for me, you can find me down at the Waffle House trying to get the (laughs) server's attention because you know how they do. They 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 just ignore us. Mm -hmm. You can also find me at the handle at Dr. John Paul. (laughs) You can also visit my website at www.drjohnpaul.com we would like to thank our producer jonathan strickland and tari harrison and our team over at iheart y'all have been so supportive of us y'all continue to be supportive and i just Mm. want to say thank you for always lifting us up we also want to say shout out to our wonderful editor chris rogers because without him there would be no magic the show they make the magic every single week we are so thankful for them this has been another episode Thank you for listening, and remember that if you are still eating on Thanksgiving leftovers, you are officially—you are officially going to be sick. Please throw all that food so away, to trash. Throw it Go away ahead. now. Just grab whatever you have in your refrigerator. Look, I, I know. L- listen, listen here. I know that uh, the cost of food is very expensive. <laughs> But throw that food away. But, um, you
2: don't need it. I love yourself. A uh, uh, just a little no. No, don't.
4: Spoonful? Throw it away. It's going to make you sick. I promise
2: you. You will not bomb tonight. That then, bill Go ahead with that. is you going bomb to tonight.
4: be higher than what it would cost for you just to make another one. Throw it away. <laughs> I love y'all. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.